Bonjour! It is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023, and welcome to episode 206 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jessica Jones, frequent receiver of Have You Seen the TV Show? And today I'm joined by Lester Munson, NSI Senior Fellow, and Gabriel Otis here at and Jamil Jaffer, NSI's founder and ED, who is also the subject of a lifetime scooter ban. Kelly Lassoir. That might be, what is the story in French? So today, what we're talking about is, because we're a national security podcast, we can't go a week without talking about China. Today's story is all about French President Macron's visit to Beijing last week, an interview he gave during his flight home. An interview that has got quite a lot of folks stirred up and not in a good way. Uh, during the interview, Macron emphasized repeatedly the concept of European strategic autonomy, which has been a theme of his for years. And it's a way to avoid the risk, in his, in his opinion, of turning EU countries into, quote, vassals, in the event of a global crisis such as a U.S.-China confrontation. When it came to the question of Taiwan, Macron pondered, and I quote, the worst thing would be to think that we Europeans must become followers on this topic and take our cue from the U.S. rhythm and a Chinese overreaction. He expressed no particular sympathy for Taiwan in the face of threats from Beijing. Uh, the visit and its aftermath uh, have angered politicians on both sides of the Atlantic, highlighting gaps between the U.S. and French approaches to China, showcasing division within the European Union, and probably making Beijing pretty happy. For their part, the CCP has enthusiastically endorsed Macron's concept of strategic autonomy, and Chinese officials constantly refer to it in their dealings with European countries. And just hours after his flight took off from China, China launched large-scale military exercises around Taiwan. Between this and the intel leaks we discussed Monday, China is having a pretty good week. So my first question to you, Jamil, is uh, <laughs> on the spot. Do you think Macron speaks for Europe? Ready. <laughs> um, look, I mean, I don't know whether Macron speaks for Europe in, in this case or not, but I think that he definitely is expressing a European sentiment, right? This idea that they feel like the U.S. is the big bully in the room and is mean to them and they don't need to, they don't need the U.S. They could deal with China and the rest of the world on their own. You know, the EU is strong and mighty and tough and you know, an economic and, and political powerhouse. Of course, the problem for Macron and the Europeans is none of that's true, right? <laughs> Without the United States, there is no, you know, EU-China, you know, rivalry because China just wins that every time. And so uh, I think the Europeans, while they may say this publicly, I think they realize internally that, one, that the Chinese are not their friends, um, and that, two, uh, the, they are better off with the United States than against us. That doesn't stop them from saying stupid things like what, what President Macron said and doesn't stop them from ruining a good thing, which is our burgeoning relationship uh, and, and alliance uh, as against the Chinese. Uh, but, you know, here we are yet again. Once again, the Europeans think they're bigger deals than they are and, uh, and they're not afraid to say so, uh, making it harder for us uh, in the U.S. to deal with them effectively. Zutalor, mon ami. I think... <laughs> I think we should I think we should factor in the possibility here that this is just some kind of French resentment over getting pushed out of the AUKUS deal from a year ago. Uh, the Biden administration cut this deal with Australia and the UK to uh, bring nuclear submarines to Australia, which is a really critical component to kind of containing Chinese territorial ambitions in the long run. Really important. But the French got X'd out of that deal. They had had their own business deal with the Australians that they were not doing a very good job of, frankly. And, and they got pushed out and they resent it. And I think part of this might just be a little bit of residue from that. It also harkens back to kind of long-term French unwillingness to kind of join the winning team 
they jump, basically jumped out of NATO back in the Cold War in the 60s and 70s just because they they didn't feel good about everyone uh, having to get together to do something. So they have this tendency to kind of go off the reservation. Some of that is fine. Some of it's ridiculous. In this, in this case, it's particularly bad for Taiwan. I think there's an opportunity for Joe Biden here to get out and be a statesman and chastise the French and chastise Macron specifically and say, hey, you did the wrong thing. Don't do it anymore. That would do enormous good for the alliance and for American politics, frankly, because the Republicans have the wrong approach here. Republicans are saying, well, if the French aren't with us on China, maybe we won't be with them on Ukraine. That's a ridiculous argument. Shame on anyone who's saying it. Joe Biden has an opportunity to go out and be the bigger man. Let's see if he actually takes the opportunity. To that point, you know, we, we've seen from American politicians, including Senator Rubio, the question, you know, if France kind of isn't with the U.S. when it comes to Taiwan, should the U.S. be with the Europeans when it comes to Ukraine? Right. Like, is, is it time to start to emphasize and prioritize China? Shamil shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I mean, our involvement in Ukraine has nothing to do with supporting the Europeans. We are in Ukraine because it's in our interest to prevent the Russians from uh, additional aggression in Europe, crossing uh, into Kiev and taking Ukraine and then going to the next state and the state after that. One, because we're the leading member of NATO. And if there is a conflict with NATO, we're being dragged into it no matter what. Uh, but large, but more importantly, because it's not in our strategic interest to have the Chinese strong or the Russians strong, or frankly, for that matter, the Iranians or the North Koreans. And so we are there not to help Europe, but to help ourselves. And the sooner, the sooner that Marco Rubio and, and Republicans and liberal Democrats realize that, the sooner we'll be, we'll be, we'll be more effective in our support for Ukraine because it's not about the Europeans. It's about us. And then, you know, so the interview points out that Macron spoke with with Xi for six hours um, and that a lot of the conversation focused on Russian support of uh, Russian Russian invasion of Ukraine. Right. Do we think that Macron made any headway there when it comes to China limiting, reducing, pressuring Russia to do anything? To, <laughs> there's a lot of skepticism. No one else can see that. Les, what do you think? Jones, I, I think you actually put it very well in the introduction and, and, and basically laid out the case for this visit it being just wonderful for Xi Jinping. It played it played perfectly for him, shows division in the West. He's got these pictures of Macron looking like a supplicant before the the emperor of China. I mean, it's crazy. This was this was a disaster on all fronts. It, it but in the bigger picture, it puts the lie as, as Jamil was saying. It puts the lie to the we can we should focus just on China argument. That's not a real option. The, the idea that the U.S. can abandon the Middle East and Ukraine and focus on containing China doesn't work, doesn't make sense. It's a global issue, and it's and it's we need to be with Europe. We need to do work to get the the French on our side on the, and saying the right things. There's no doubt. But frankly, shame on Macron for doing this. This is this is on the French. This is not just on the U.S. being a bully or maybe not being as as artful in the diplomatic sphere as as people think we should be. This is this is on the Europeans. This is on on the French, get them, get right. You know, you're doing the wrong thing. We need to focus on the long run here and, and stop going to Beijing to try and look like you're some sort of rebel and your own independent actor. You're not. And this just goes to show, right, that, you know, everyone said all oh, this because Donald Trump was such a jerk and he was so mean to the Europeans and that's why they didn't like us. The reality is, they don't like us because it's in their interest not to like us. It's, this was never about Donald Trump. This is about Joe Biden, who's been loving and kind to them and put all this uh, capability into Ukraine. They are simply not good allies on this front. We need to get them to be better allies because, frankly, 
we're stronger with them against China if we're joined with them. And they're stronger with us. They need us more than we need them. But both of us really need each other. This transatlantic partnership is critical to the longer term uh, global competition and fight with China. And we need the Europeans. They need us. We need to get back on the same page. This was not helpful. I'm totally with you, Les. You're exactly right. Uh, but the I question think, is now, yeah. how does Joe Biden change that? I think Joe Biden needs to channel a little bit of Donald Trump. Not a lot, just a little bit. Get out there, smack him across around. Everyone's going to love that. Okay. It's a great opportunity. Let's do it. You know, and we know Joe Biden's got a little of that Donald Trump in him with, with the way he acted after, after the, Afghan, the Afghanistan withdrawal. So we know he can he can get, you know, a little pushy. He just hasn't done it here for Again, who knows? I mean, being a Europhile just is, is, is in fashion in the maybe, U.S. today, and it's not the right call. Maybe once, maybe President Biden, once you're done in Ireland, you pay a little visit to <laughs> Normandy and, a, and over remind the, the French of what's really going on in the world. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Love it. With that, c'est fini. Merci to Brooke Agacon and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings <laughs> for their help producing today's episode. Jamil hates all the French. He just, you can't see him. He's hating it. Join us again on I Friday for an, an entirely English episode. Don't worry, guys. An English episode episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.